happy Sunday. I hope you guys are having a fabulous Sunday so far. I am so excited for today's episode. We have Rebecca, the founder and owner of A Custom Copy. You may not be familiar with her name, but let me tell you, you have definitely seen her artwork. She is the designer and the artist behind our Horizon Girl earring cards. And I'm just so excited to have you on the show today, Rebecca. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Now, Rebecca, why don't you just paint us a picture of what really a custom copy is, how'd you get it started, and maybe just a little bit about yourself. Yeah, a custom copy. It is a little Etsy shop that I started uh, around February or March of 2020. So off to a rocky start with the <laughs> pandemic, but it gave us a lot of time to really devote myself to figuring out what my style was, what it isn't. Um, and during that time, I was a senior at the University of Illinois. So I graduated last year with a degree in communications and psychology after taking classes in pretty much every major. <laughs> I had absolutely no idea what I wanted to do. But that final semester, I took a class in Adobe. It was kind of a data visualization thing. But one of our practice worksheets was our instructor gave us these Pokemon and she said, I want you to use the pen tool and Adobe Illustrator and kind of just draw over this Pokemon and recreate it and turned in the assignment, did well, whatever, continued with the class. But I was like, all right, maybe I can draw over a picture of me and my boyfriend and it'll be a cute little background. And I thought, uh, it's like, it is cute, but I don't know that anyone would pay money for it. And one of my sorority sisters, she was like, well, I want one of me and my boyfriend. And I was like, all right. <laughs> and she ended up Venmoing me for it. And I was like, what? Like people would actually, <laughs> and an Etsy shop was born. So we make little digital portraits. Um, there's a handful of other items on there, but definitely the most interest is people seeing themselves in a little fun cartoon type way or digitalized way. And so it brings a lot of life to some of their favorite memories. Yeah, and you're so good with the details too in every single picture, which I think is really interesting because I've seen a lot of the digital illustrations done mm -hmm. and a lot of times they miss those little fine details, but you have like an eye for it. How <laughs> have you like tuned your skills? Is it just like practice after practice or are you just kind of like going with the flow with things? Like how did you practice all of this? Yeah, that is a good question. So when I first opened the Etsy shop, I made my mom, I texted her, I was like, I will refund you. I just need to figure out what I want to do with these, how the buyer seller transaction works, just the details of using the Etsy platform. And she was like, oh my gosh, you don't have to pay me back. Consider it an investment. I called my sister. I was like, do you mind buying something from me? My boyfriend <laughs> bought something from me. And from there, I was like, all right, this is fun and all, but it would be really cool if a complete stranger would pick this up. So I wrote on a piece of paper a goal, which I had never really done before. You yeah. know, you hear so much about goal setting from like CEOs and you think, okay, do, they don't set goals. They just love to preach about it. <laughs> but I wrote down on a piece of paper on my college desk, five sales to complete strangers. And sure enough, I got my first sale from a complete stranger and she replied once I got her the finished product, she was ecstatic. She was like, 
oh my gosh, I got this as a gift. I also printed it out because I loved it so much. I love that you got my necklace in there because that was a gift from my boyfriend. And now this portrait is a gift to him. And she was just over the moon. I couldn't believe she printed it. At that time, I was only selling custom lock screens because I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but seeing her print it out, I was like, okay, we're going to expand into general digital portraits meant for printing. Um, and I, I'll never forget that she hung on to, thank you so much for making that necklace and drawing that in there. You're such an artist. And I had never I'd identified as an artist before. Yeah. I, if you give me a paintbrush, it would be a flop. Like I have <laughs> no motor control. I enjoy looking at art, but cannot pull it off myself until I found out that when I do everything on a computer and it makes the straight lines for me, <laughs> then it works a little bit better. So after that, I was like, all right, what would be important to me? Like if I submitted a picture, what would be so cute to be like, oh, they noticed this or like, and that's the coolest thing, getting the feedback from people of, oh my gosh, I love that you made sure to get my ring in there or wow, you really actually paid attention to the shoes. Like these are my favorite pair and it's, it's the little things. <laughs> it really is the little things that make such a big difference. Now I'm really curious because you said that you're not really good with like the paintbrush and stuff. Oh. I'm, I'm exactly the same way. So when you're entering this like artist industry and a lot of times like parents can be kind of negative about going down like the art path or getting like an art degree, how did you overcome it? Was your family supportive? Were they a little skeptical at first? Yeah, so I do have a day job. I keep a day job. Mm -hmm. um, and this is kind of my by night. I'm an artist, I guess. <laughs> um, and they have been supportive. I think at first they kind of thought the same thing of like, is anyone gonna buy? Like no one can see their faces. It's just an outline. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I think it was a little, a little healthy skepticism, but I think that pushed me to make sure how can we identify people from these pictures? And um, I'm lucky to have really awesome friends. Actually, both of my roommates that I live with are artists themselves. One does resin art and the other, she does oh um, pottery. So we have a spinning wheel in our apartment. And so being in an atmosphere where it's really genuinely appreciated has always been helpful. And it, um, when I am tired after my day job, uh, I work in digital learning. And at the end of the day, if I really don't feel like going back onto my computer and making anything else, it's cool to be in an environment where it is so appreciated. And I can be like, all right, everyone else is making art. Like I'm going to hop on that train too. Um, and let's see what comes out of it because you never really know how a portrait's going to turn out. Or if I am toying with maybe I want to offer some new sort of listing and just put words in different places. Maybe we can highlight Valentine's Day, for example, and give someone that timestamp and make it special. And um, so, yeah, it's just being in environments where it's appreciated. And I've loved like finding you on Instagram Aww. and other artists um, that we have this little community where we follow each other and react to each other's stories. And it's all super encouraging to really get this thing off the ground. Yeah, and I'm sure you can agree to the small business community is so mm -hmm. supportive. I was actually really overwhelmed by like all the support I got. So I thought like, 
I don't know. I figured like I would be friends with other small business owners, but I didn't think to this extent, like they are so supportive and oh, yeah. so welcoming and it just feels so good to start something. And you are going beyond just drawing the pictures. <laughs> you also are thinking about donating to different organizations. Can you talk about that too? Um, okay. So I'm going to toss back at you a question that you had kind of given me to prepare yeah. for this. So the big why, so that, uh, and I don't mean to steal your thunder, oh, but no, that was so something <laughs> I had been sitting on for a while. Once you sent that, I was like, gosh, what is my big why? Yeah. And I thought, Rebecca, you've got to be doing this for some reason. Mm -hmm. And I guess why it stumped me so much at the beginning was that it really has evolved. And I think at first it was, I just learned a skill in one of my college classes and it started with me having a creative outlet. And because I really suck at art <laughs> elsewhere with a paintbrush or a pencil, uh, this was really cool. I had never really had a creative outlet in that way. So first it was for me. Yeah. And then once I wrote down that goal of let's get five complete strangers to find a custom copy and see what I can do for them. Then it became honestly goal setting. And I've loved that I've been able to incorporate that into my life. I would recommend it to everyone to actually write it down. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen just because you write it down. Once my first goal came true, I was like, I'll just write down everything and it'll happen. <laughs> You're like a uh, million dollars. <laughs> exactly. You still have to work for it a bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, then it became, all right, let's see what we can do with this. Let's run with it, see how I can grow this shop. And then the shop grew. And when I got to a point where I was making a small but real profit, it kind of came full circle and brought me back to wanting to reignite a value that had been so instilled by me, actually by my father when I was younger of giving back that I was like, well, I've inadvertently put myself in this awesome spot to have a sustainable business model that actually gives back. So um, my father, when I was younger, he started an organization called Warm Wishes where he would uh, run blanket drives, collect blankets um, and distribute them to homeless shelters around the Chicagoland area. And he would bring my siblings and I along to blanket drives and it was really an awesome, it was a family ordeal that we got to help him. We would be out in our garage. We had this whole shelving unit in our garage where we would just be tallying the blankets that we have on hand, folding them up, making sure they were, if they were gently used, that they were clean and suitable to be passed on to um, someone with less means. And this combination with the pandemic, I was like, all right, um, uh, once again, I'm seeing a need. And I had kind of flexed my wings, stretched my <laughs> wings a little bit. Uh, actually, the summer after my sophomore year of college, a uh, freshman year of college, summer 2016. And I saw a video on my Facebook feed, actually. I think it was about the pink tax. And then it went into um, just about feminine products and how they're expensive for women. And for a lot of women, it comes down to, are you going to put food on your table or are you going to buy tampons? I was like, what a ridiculous decision that anyone could be confronted with. Um, so that, I, with the, the encouragement of my family 
and seeing that it can be done with drives and collections, I set out three boxes at different churches that I had connections at and asked the pastors to just plug it <laughs> at yeah. the announcements <laughs> at the end of the service that there would be a box uh, in the narthex and if people could drop off a box of tampons or pads. And we ended up collecting over a hundred boxes, but I, before that had really, um, I put it out on my Instagram and on my Facebook and that showed me the power of social media, I guess, with lots of comments about how can we donate if we're not in the area or how can we donate? Yeah. Uh, electronically. So set up a GoFundMe and we ended up collecting over 100 boxes and raising almost $900 to buy even more boxes of products that we then drove down to the city. And like I had done so many times before, um, signed in at different shelters for women for different reasons and just dropped off the goods and to see how thankful they were for something that is so standard and routine to me every month that it could be such so impactful wow. so uh, but it's not that's not as sustainable you know yeah. people can only donate so much every single month and get nothing in return and people can only I mean churches aren't even open right now for donation boxes so it wasn't sustainable and now I've found this way where okay people get art in return they were going to gift something to their mom anyway so they'll gift this portrait and we're going to begin this month donating 10% of the profits to a cause that um, I wanted it to be adaptable because there are these ever-changing needs. Like we just got hit with a pandemic. No one saw that coming. Yeah. <laughs> so I throw it out on my Instagram story at the beginning of the month of here's maybe what I'm thinking. I say a little bit about them and let my followers vote on them which I love because like you said, it's that small business community. I love that they have a voice in that. And a lot of times it's people that have purchased from me in the past that I've asked permission to share their digital portrait. I said, I'm gonna be sharing it and at a custom copy. So they go give me a follow. And then they, while we build this business relationship, they can also contribute in this really cool social way. Um, so this month, January, it's gonna be Meals on Wheels. We, with the pandemic, it's very scary for older citizens to hit the grocery store. Who knows who's breathing on them in the grocery store. <laughs> um, it's also, it's winter, it's slippery, falls, uh, the social aspect, a lot of them live alone. So maybe the person dropping off their meals, that's the one person they're gonna see that day. There's a host of benefits with this program. And so I'm really excited to give back 10% of our January profits to Meals on Wheels this month. And we'll find out what we're going to do for February. I would love to have even more people contributing and sharing what they think really matters to them this month and what speaks to them the most. Yeah, and I love that you have your followers have a say in that process too. Can you give like three pieces of advice or three takeaways that you want people to go out into the world, um, whether that is making a difference or starting their own business, what advice would you give them? Oh gosh, all right. <laughs> Well, I think the first piece of advice that I would say is going back to that goal setting. It's so cliche. I hate hearing about it because I think no one's actually doing that. Like, no, but it's so real. And I think we all owe it to ourselves to figure out what a good and reasonable and specific goal is for ourselves. 
even if it's just getting noticed by five complete strangers. It's so doable with the internet, with algorithms, with in-person Zoom meetings. Like you have way more power and reach than I think a lot of people know. And that's easily harnessed in a way that maybe we haven't done before when we set a goal for ourselves. Because I think a goal, you're recognizing that you have the power to achieve that. It's just, what are the steps? How am I gonna get there now? So definitely setting a goal would be step one. I think step two, uh, finding a good community for whatever you do love to do. If it's Dungeons and Dragons, like find an <laughs> online forum where you can like be friends or play virtually. If it is art, there's like you and I were saying, huge small business community, DM either of us. <laughs> like yeah. we're so, so, so happy to talk to anyone that's looking into exploring a creative side of themselves. That's so exciting. So definitely community would be huge. Um, a third piece of advice, I guess just don't limit yourself. I, yeah, I think from my own story, I had never identified as an artist. And I think it was naive of me to say that I am not an artist. Who knows? Because I hadn't tried all the different kinds of art. So until you've really exhausted the list, don't exclude yourself. No one else is excluding you. Like, I, yeah, so I think, and I think that goes hand in hand with the harnessing our own capabilities with the goal setting. It's definitely just owning your own power. We have so much power and reach and potential. And it's just a matter of how are you going to open that up? How are you going to explore that? It's different for everyone, but it's so cool when you see people step into themselves and, and really, really grow. It's so neat. Yeah, and I absolutely love that you shouldn't limit yourself because I'm thinking as myself, I'm like, oh, I can't draw. Like instantly, I just <laughs> constantly write that off because I'm terrible at with pen and paper and painting, but who knows? I haven't even tried digital art. So it's just exactly. kind of unlocking those different sides. You shouldn't just instantly cross it off if you're bad at one part of it. You can For sure other sides, which is so interesting to think. So thank you, Rebecca, so much for coming on to the show and just sharing all your amazing wisdom and your stories. <sighs> I can't wait to see how much of an impact you're going to make in not only just 2021, but these next couple of years. And I'm so excited to follow and watch you grow. Um, but before we leave, what are your social medias and what can we expect in these upcoming months to help support you in? So right now I would funnel everyone to my Instagram um, at a custom copy. And that's the exact same store name as my Etsy. So you can find me anywhere that I am under a custom copy. But again, right at this time, I'm only on Etsy and Instagram um, and actually a Redbubble. I throw a few sticker designs up there from time to time when I'm feeling funky. Um, <laughs> but all of that is linked on my Instagram. And over the next few months, I, I am intrigued by Valentine's Day. I know I only have a little bit of time to get listings up to make sure that I have the proper turnaround time for people, but um, know that definitely more holiday specific things will be coming up in addition to the general digital portrait listings so that people are really able to customize their space year round. Um, and other than that, definitely just keeping an eye on my Instagram stories if you're able, because we do take a vote. I love hearing from you guys. 
about what is weighing on your heart this month and how can we benefit that group and really getting a consensus on who we can benefit this month with our art profits. Mm -hmm.